All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 373 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Going to have like a very simple episode today. Hopefully, you guys had an amazing Father's Day. If you had a chance to spend time with your father or you being that father or father figure in other people's lives, hope you are celebrated. You should be celebrated. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing when fathers and, and their children or people that are taking that role as being that role um connect you know together you know it's just uh it's a beautiful thing and we need more of it and hopefully it continues to grow not just on this day but every day nevertheless hopefully you guys everything uh, hopefully you guys had a great weekend and everything was smooth and well um today we're just going to talk about realistic expectations for both georgia southern and atlanta falcons football if you don't know this is the first and frame rate show i talk about georgia southern and atlanta falcons football and for monday i want to keep it pretty simple because there's not much news going on usually it's a lot of up and downs at this time of the year when it comes to football people are trying to find what to talk about and i think this is a good time to talk about realistic expectations and you know my son is here with me so you're probably him in the background but this is a good time to talk about realistic expectations for both of these teams. I mean, for me, these two are my favorite football teams, hands down. I love talking about them. I love watching them. I love supporting them. And uh, even with all the ups and downs, you know, it's nothing like supporting your favorite teams. And uh, right now, we're looking at a situation where both teams are going through big transitional changes. When it comes to Georgia Southern and their new coaching staff, and with Atlanta Falcons is in year two of their transition of a new coaching staff, and, uh, and also a new GM. So there's a lot of things that are moving around that's not really solidified yet. I mean, when you look at year two of the Falcons, they're basically trying to implement that what they want to put in at their changing around a lot of things they did in year one and a lot has changed i mean you're looking at with uh matt ryan's not there uh marcus mariota in also you may have you know uh, uh desmond ritter being a starter defense is looking pretty you know uh more stout like more talents on defense now in my opinion more of a pass rush not much of a finesse football team in general especially with the running game now we got a new running back with tyler algier sign some other guys who can catch out the backfield and I, and I don't even want to begin with the receivers. I mean, we have big, tall, physical receivers now. And we also have, you know, obviously we have Kyle Pitts, who's had been doing everything that he could in his rookie season, jumping into year two. And we talked about that on the last episode about, you know, is he just scratching the surface? What are he's going to do? It's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out in the coming uh, months or whatever, going through that season or whatever the case may be. Uh, with that being said, Let's look over to the Georgia Southern side where this team has completely been changed from what it was last year. Um, we don't even have the same offense that we did. I mean, the running game is not going to be the primary focus. We have a veteran quarterback. We just recently signed another talented quarterback um, to a scholarship. He's going to be coming in from Boise State. And with all the guys who played different positions going out to receiver now with, you know, we don't know what kind of passing game it's going to look like. It looks like it's going to be pretty potent, but we don't know what it's actually going to look at like. Defensively, uh, we have a new defensive coordinator. You know, we have new players on defense, guys that are filling spaces from people who have left. Some guys who've been here for a long time are actually going to be sitting around and playing for their fifth, sixth, and in some cases, seventh year. Um, and we're going to have a lot of guys back from injury, both on offense and defense. So, Realistic expectations for Georgia Southern Atlanta Falcons. I'm, I'm going to double back and start with Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta won seven games last year. 
Um, some people thought they shouldn't have won anything, you know, after we lost pretty much all of our receivers. But Arthur Smith and company was able to, well, Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan and company basically was able to pull together some W's, made the team look way better than they were. And uh, kudos to the coaching staff. Now, I'm curious to see what they're going to be able to do with, you know, more of an implementation of their image on the team. As far as uh, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, uh, mobile quarterbacks, guys who are big and physical up front, defense and offense wise, linebackers that can move around and tackle, cornerbacks that can cover and catch. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm still kind of skeptical on the offensive line, so I don't know how that's going to be. But they, that's got to be important. It's something that has to be addressed. Signed a few more guys on in that area, so we'll see. Realistically, I see this team maybe winning eight to nine games. That's realistically. A lot of people say they're going to win five, maybe four games. But you have to understand, this team won games with less talent last year. Yeah, I know the talent is stepping up for next year. And I said this in the last episode. Talent from other teams have, uh, are, are stepping up. And... I think that we're going to end up losing games because the teams are actually better, not because the teams that would not not because our team is bad, but I think we can sneak a few wins. I really believe that. I think if the defense can lock down a little bit and and bend but don't break, we win. We split in every game in a division. Possibly sweep the Saints. Possibly sweep the um, the uh, Panthers and split with the Buccaneers. I mean, right then and there, you're looking at five wins. So. Outside of the non-conference, I mean, the non-divisional stuff, if we can pull three or four wins together, we're basically at eight or nine wins. I think we can do that. I don't see where there's an instance where the 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 Panthers could beat us twice this year. I just don't see that. Not knowing what I see there in that quarterback situation, I don't see them beating us twice or even once this year. The Saints may get one because that's a heated rivalry. They may get one. But we. I feel like we have the advantage over them offensively anyway. I think they have a pretty good defense. But I think as a total style, the, the total team, I think we have an advantage over them. I, I think we could beat, win both of those games. You know, it starts in week one. But the Bucks are the Bucks, And when you have somebody like Tom Brady, you, you're already at a disadvantage. Tom Brady, you know, has always had the Falcons number. And in some cases, I mean, not in some cases, but in this case, the Falcons will possibly lose both of those games. But even with that being said, that's four wins that the Falcons will get in the division. If we sweep the Saints and the, and the Panthers, so we can get four wins in other places. I think we can. I don't see well how we can't. You know, I mean, I know the schedule's tough, but it ain't that bad that we're gonna lose every single game in the division. And you know, even if we split every game in the division, you know, we're actually looking at four wins either way. So I think realistically, I think we win eight to nine games. I think that's realistic. I don't. I know some people saying we could win ten or eleven because they're really hyped about the team, and that's cool. I, I get it because the team is, the team may be much better than advertised. May surprise a lot of people, and if we could surprise a lot of people and they don't know what the game plan for, we could we could get a, a handful of wins and surprise a lot of people. But realistically, I, I think at the minimum we'll match what we did last year. But I think we can get, you know, I think we can get nine wins. I I don't see how we how we can't get two more wins with the better team that we have. And if Desmond Ritter is everything that he says he is, where he is poised and capable of running his offense and don't make mistakes, you know, we 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 we're, we're really good for that number, eight or nine wins, maybe ten. Now, before I go, I want to say this: when it comes to Georgia Southern. I already put, I already said on record that this team could win eight games, eight and four. 
I, I said that as soon as I saw what Coach Helton was implementing with his coaching staff and the recruits and the transfers, I believe with the Sun Belt the way it is, and the Sun Belt is pretty fierce and good competition, and we got new uh, teams coming in, I still feel that we can win eight games with this schedule. You know, I think we can win the first two games. I still think we can beat Nebraska. I believe we could beat Nebraska. UAB may be a toss-up. I really want to go to that UAB game. But the UAB is a toss-up game. They may be, We may lose that game. Ball State at Paulson, I think we can get them. I think we can beat Ball State. Ball, um, I think we can beat Ball State in Paulson. Coastal Carolina is going to be a tough one. Georgia State, I think we get. I think we can get Georgia State this year. Georgia State is a good team. They've they've shown that they're they're pretty good. But I think with this coaching staff and the way this mentality is, I think we're not going to take them for granted anymore. And I think we're going to be able to go up into um, Turner Field and beat them. Um, James Madison, I think we can beat James Madison. I don't think James Madison is ready. They're one year away. Old Dominion the same way, but we're going up to Old Dominion, so that may be a tough one. Uh, South Alabama, I think we get revenge on South Alabama. I don't think South Alabama has progressed as much as the other teams in the Sun Belt. Louisiana is a tough one. That may be a loss right there. Louisiana always, they've been really good. Even though they lost their coach, Billy Napier, I think they're going to be pretty good. Marshall and Appalachian State, I don't know what's going to happen in any one of those games, but I think we can at least beat both of them. We're at Paulson for both. So, um, with that being said, the four losses that I see, I can see UAB, I can see Coastal Carolina, I possibly could see Georgia State or Old Dominion in Louisiana. So out of five teams, I can see where the the losses come in at, because those teams are pretty much on the road. But that gives us eight wins, and I think that's the way that realistically, I feel like that's how this team is set up. I don't think this team is bad to the point where we're looking at five wins. I don't, I don't see five wins with this team. Because I can see if we're doing something where we're changing things up instead of the same personnel. But you have a veteran quarterback. You got veteran. You got a veteran quarterback and talented quarterbacks behind this veteran quarterback. So if anything happens to one quarterback, you got another guy that can step up and put the ball in place. You also got receivers who can catch the ball, fast guys who are transitioning over and doing good things. You got guys in the secondary that are back and going to be healthy. Strength and conditioning is working. So you're going to have guys there that's going to actually be able to play just like they did the year before this three and nine season. You know, you're going to have guys that are coming back that are veterans on this team. You got guys on the defensive line that are taking place places of other guys. Justin Ellis is coming back. Christian Varner is going to be there to actually fill the role of CJ Wright. Possibly could do um, the same type of uh, production, if not better. So, I don't see where either one of these teams, the Falcons or Georgia Southern, are going to sit here and be like, um, they're going to regress or a slightly improvement from what they've had the year before. It's just too many moving parts. The only thing I can say what may stop us from doing that, it could be a situation where guys just not on the same page and they're not ready and they don't know the new uh, scheme of things. Especially at Georgia Southern, they may not know the new scheme. But I feel like maybe mostly on the defensive side because I think the quarterback is going to be there to show, hey, look, this, I know how to run this offense is, is pretty cool to me, and I think I'll be able to get everybody in place to do well. I think the running game is going to be fine. All you got to do is give Jalen White or um, Gerald Green the ball and give them some space, especially Gerald Green. You give him some space, he's gone. Jalen White's going to run you over. You got other guys. You got J.D. King is still here. He can play, and if he gets going, it's really going to be a problem. So you got a lot of guys here that can actually make things happen. On the Atlanta Falcons side, you got a lot of rookies that's going to be playing a role of a and and, and actually stepping up. I feel that I think Ebikete is going to be fine, 
you know, I think Desmond Ritter, if he's given the chance, I think he's going to be okay. Drake London's going to be fine. Tyler Algier, give him some space. He's going to make some things happen as well. And I'm not even talking about all the receivers that we have. The quarter of Patterson's of the road that could do so many things. A.J. Terrell is healthy. Casey Hay was on the other side. Isaiah Oliver's coming back. So, so I'm not saying this as a hype thing. I'm just looking at the personnel. And honestly, with the personnel that we have, I don't see where we regress. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know what I'm talking about. You guys let me know. What am I talking about? Do I know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I, I feel like this team could be a lot better than advertised. Guys that are under the radar, the D. Alfreds of the world. You know, a cornerback like him. You know, Rashawn Evans, we don't talk about him as much. You know, the, the rookies, Troy Anderson, and, you know, Deion Jones. We don't even talk about much about Deion Jones as much. What if he comes back and do some things? I've always, I always thought that – I thought for a second that he was going to be on the trading block by some way or somehow, but it seems like he's going to be with the team. And he's going to find a way to get around and, and, and continue to be a staple on his defense. What about Richie Grant in year two? You know, it, it, it's so many things here where it's like there's not there's not a lot of doubt in this because you got guys here that want to play this style of football, can play this style of football, want to be a part of DMP's defense, want to be a part of Coach Smith's offense, and they fit in these places. There, there's not There's not too many unknowns. You know, it's not too many unknowns. Maybe more on Georgia Southern side, yes, but it's not too many unknowns to where, like, okay, the Falcons, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are known to where it's, um, we know what in the, in the it, it, everything is known where you know where every piece is, is put in place. I think I lost train of thought right there. But there's a lot of things that are known with the team, the only thing that's unknown is how we're going to fare against other teams. I think we're going to be able to execute, but are we going to execute enough? If you're going to execute enough just to say we could beat these other teams, because we're, we're playing against a lot of talented teams when it comes to the, the Falcons. Georgia Southern, we're playing against a lot of talented teams too, but I think with the transfers and all the moves and all the things we've done, I think we've done enough moves to say, hey, we're going to have – um enough talent to be just as good as the other teams if not better you know i don't i don't see where else that that can go so that's pretty much going to be it for me y'all guys let me know realistic expectations you don't want to watch that what you want to watch baby let me know what you want to watch before i close out this podcast you don't know well just let me know all right, y'all, if you guys like this commentary, if you like this podcast, hit the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I haven't said this in the beginning, but I am on YouTube and Rumble on the visual side. I'm also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You guys can check me on all of my podcast avenues. Subscribe to them. Subscribe to more than one, I would just say that, because you never know what may happen if one goes down. So it's always good to subscribe to one or the more. Thank you guys for all the support. You guys have been excellent. The numbers have been going up, especially throughout the weekend. It's been moving pretty well. You guys have been watching and listening and subscribing. I thank you guys very, very much. You guys are excellent. I also want to say it once again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. You guys have uh, make this world go. Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to really admit it. But without fathers, you know, a lot of things just don't get you know, put on the right track, especially as far as our young boys and our young girls. 
you know, I mean, I, I say more with boys because boys need someone to look up to and, and not to take any away from the daughters, but the daughters need somebody to have a good example of what a man is. And that's what we all play a role in. So uh, shout out to everybody who's been doing the right thing. I really appreciate you guys. I will see you guys on Tuesday. Thank you for all the support. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy and y'all be blessed. Peace. Mm -hmm.